Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Godleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com T-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. Right, Scott. So what? Uh, what episode is this, oh, Scott? Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know if we're starting now. Hi. I, Hi. I, I'm Scott, and that, that's Ryan. And this is episode 43 of the Illustrious Gentleman. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Tavor. Tavor. I think it's Tavour. Tavour. Like Devour. Oh, Tavour. Tavour. Yeah. I was thinking more like. I don't know, like tavern, like maybe yeah, like a tavern, tavern tour, like Tavour. Maybe it's Tavour. I'm gonna say Tavour. So this is Tavour this episode is better. sponsored yeah. by Tavour and Tavour.com, and uh, Ryan's gonna tell us some more about that in just a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're actually gonna sponsor a couple episodes, but they did it in a in a in a cool way, I suppose. But yeah, we'll get to that in a second. So. Um, so what did you decide on? What did you settle on, Scott? Are you, are you are you staying sober today so you can work out those pages? Well, I am staying sober by uh, enjoying this uh, 5.1% Thai wheat. Oh, okay. See? All right. Yeah. So so jumping ahead a little bit, but Tavour sent us some beer, and I'll get to that in a second. So we have a couple duplicates. So let's save the other duplicate for a show that we do together. So then we can both drink the same beer while we're on the show. So yeah, I am not drinking the Thai wheat, but why don't you why don't you talk about that for a second, if you could? Sure, I don't want to color your opinion of it. But, well, uh, no, that's fine. You know, it, it's, I'll, I'll, it's drink, a wheat I'll, I'll drink ale. mine later off the show. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this is a wheat ale. It's a Thai wheat wheat. I don't know what this is supposed to be on the side of the can. It says spicy lemongrass, exotic ginger dry. Just a bunch of words. Maybe I don't know. Uh, sentences might have been a bridge too far. Is it like in? Is it like in Thailand characters? Is that why you can't read it? No, I, I just read it. But they're just they're oh, just okay. words. I they're they're not. They're in no particular I, order. It's not described. I, I imagine this. Is, these are supposed to be descriptors for the beer, but they're just kind of on there. Right. So it's like cool, new, fresh. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's made in Georgia from uh, what is this? I just saw it. Second Shelf Beer Company. So, not top shelf. Not, <laughs> not the best. Shelf. Well, it is It is Georgia. They're, <laughs> uh, they're humble brewers. And uh, I don't know. It, it looks like a... Uh, it, it comes in a can. I got the can. So, I poured it into a pub glass here. It's got the, you know, typical cloudy wheat beer thing going on. Um, right. It's significantly yellow. Uh, it's nothing approaching amber or orange or any of the other kind of colors you would expect from uh, a, a typical beer. And I know wheat beers right. often have the same color profile as, as what I just described. 
But uh, no, so this must be uh, influence of the, the lemongrass. They mentioned on the side of the can here. And um, on, yeah, it smells like a wheat beer. No overwhelmingly uh, lemony or Asian-y spicy smell? No, I don't get any spice. On, um, it's, um, hmm, hmm. It's got the same mouthfeel as a wheat beer, you know, I think. Okay. What I described it as in a past episode is kind of just like dirty. Um, yeah, like unfiltered yeah, not, style. Yeah, not like disgusting or anything, but. Right, cloudy. You know there's something in your mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um. But it, it's, 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 yeah, it's interesting. So I'm drinking a Pelican Brewing Utter Tugger Milk Stout, which the name is kind of gross. <laughs> that it's called Utter Tugger and it's a milk stout. It's uh, brewed in Pacific City, Oregon by Pelican Brewing, and it's part of their Lone Pelican Small Batch series. So it's something they just release, I think, seasonally. Uh, and it's a, it's a big bomber of a stout, and so I'm drinking it out of my Mother Road uh, brewing pint glass that I picked up last week. So it's a milk stout, which I'm usually a fan of. I really do love the left-hand milk stout. I did not love that uh, wet dog milk stout I had a couple weeks ago. So I, I should say I usually love milk stouts. Some uh, hit, or, and this one, hit or miss on the milk stouts? Yeah, well, the, yeah, I guess. I guess that, that wet dog, whatever it was, or wet snout or whatever. Uh-huh. That's that's one of the only ones I haven't loved. So I normally a milk stout for me is normally a safe bet if I'm trying something new at a bar. Uh, beer advocate. So uh, I checked uh, three sites, and all three sites really only have like three to four reviews of it, or three to five reviews of it. So beer advocate had it at a four point oh seven out of five. Uh, Untapped had it at a three point eight two out of five. And rate beer has it at a three point six out of five, so it seems to be consensus that it's in the high threes, out of five, whatever the fuck that means. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm having is a milk stout from uh, from um, Oregon. So um, yeah, that I think that was on the list, right? Right. That sent us. Yeah, I I didn't think I could consume something with the name of that thing. Utter Tugger. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that one's all yours. So that's why that's that's why you passed on this specific one was the name it, Utter Tugger. Yes. And I will say that the bottle art is just the brewer's logo with the name Utter Tugger on it. it doesn't have like a cartoony, ridiculous. Does it have a you know dog the design on, on the right? The design on the bottle is actually really clean and neat, and I like it. It's 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 crisp. It's clear. It's fresh, much like a much like a nice milk stout. So <laughs> you sound like a music producer. Yeah, it could have been worse. I mean, when you just go, when you just look at the name, you're like, oh god, this is gonna be terrible. But uh, the whole package so far is pretty pretty nice. So let's talk a sec uh, before we get into how stressed out I am right now. Let's talk a second about uh, Tavour or Tavour. I think we settled on Tavour, but then you just said Tavour again. Tavour. So. Tavour. I think it's Tavour. I don't know. It's spelled T-A-V-O-U-R. And so what they are is they're a website that you can sign up and be a member of. And then once a month or you can even get it as often, I think, as once a week, uh, they'll send you uh, essentially a package of beer to your door. 
based on what kind of beers you like. And then I think you can go on through their app and choose specific beers. And then I think if you let them, they'll just ship you stuff that fits kind of what you're into. And you can get those however often you want. Um, so I'm going to, and so my contact there was, uh, Megan Birch and I emailed the, I emailed them and asked if they wanted to be a sponsor of the show. And she said, uh, she said not right now, but they would be interested in sending us some beer. So she kind of asked what we were each into. So I kind of just said like wheat beers, IPAs, stouts. I don't really know what kind of, I don't even know. I don't even know if you really know what you're into as far as beer goes. So she sent us, uh, a 10 pack. So kind of like a couple bombers, couple cans, couple 12 ounce uh, bottles. And, uh, so yeah, so she's great to deal with. Um, she made the whole process real easy. The first, the first, uh, box that she sent out got damaged and got returned. And, you know, she really quickly sent out another box and is pretty, uh, pretty harmless and really easy to deal with. So this is when Megan had to say, when I asked her about Tavor, this is what she wrote. Uh, so this is kind of like their sales pitch. Uh, Tavour or Tavour gives its members access to limited release independent beer shipped right to their door. With two near beer, two new beer options a day available to purchase on the app, you can get to choose exactly the beer you want. After the time period of your choosing, one, two, three, or four weeks, all the beer in your crate, no matter how little or how much you bought, gets shipped right to your door for a flat shipping fee of $14.90. So, um, so then I think you pay... I looked on their website and you pay whatever you get has a price. So if you get five bombers, you pay whatever you pay for those individually. And then you also pay for shipping. So seems a little pricey, but if you're one of these people who's really into finding new beers and really new beers that you might not be able to get anywhere else, it seems like a good service. Yeah. I, th- I think most, you said the beer you're drinking is from Georgia, but most of the beer she sent is from the Pacific Northwest, which is I think where this company's from. So, uh, yeah, like I've never seen, I've never seen any of, uh, Pelican Brewing's beers here in Arizona before. So this is a whole new brewery to me and none of the beers, none of the beers that she sent I've ever heard of as far as the breweries go. So it's a cool way to get, you know, craft beers from a market that doesn't serve you, I suppose is one way to put it. And I drank an IPA she sent a couple of weeks ago and I posted it on, uh, Instagram or untapped or something. And a friend of mine in the in the Pacific Northwest commented about how good that beer was. So it's obviously, you know, what's what's big here in Arizona may never be seen in the Pacific Northwest and vice versa. So if you have the money, it seems like a pretty cool way to try some new beers, I think. And that was nice of her to send beers out. So I think we're going to do this episode and, and next episode, at least these two, we're going to be drinking some of the beers she sent and stuff like that. So... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you just hear? Did you just hear my floor creak? No. Okay. My son is like a true Cody. He waited to the very last minute to pack up his room before moving, so he's up there moving <laughs> shit around, and the floor floor creaks. So I don't know if that's gonna pick up on the mic or not. But yeah. So that's why I'm that's that's why I'm stressed out today. We're leaving this afternoon to go to Tucson to move my oldest son into the dorms. Wow. And I had to spend I had to spend an hour on the phone with financial aid because he just didn't like he just didn't do anything so i'm like i'm like oh how how are we paying for things tomorrow you know or monday when class starts he's like i don't know i did my fafsa which is like your federal student uh aid form or whatever and i'm like oh i don't think that's the same thing as actually getting the money yeah and so so i had to like deal with all this stuff i saw this like uh 
I mean, when I went to when I went to college, I went and spoke with somebody. They did all the work for me, and I just signed a, a sheet of paper. Now I have to like log into this account. You have to accept loans that are offered to you and accept grants that are offered to you. So it's it's a whole ordeal. But the, after 50 minutes on hold, a very nice lady helped me out through the process, and I think we got everything squared away. But yeah, we were looking at like seven grand owed on Monday. Had I not gone through and checked those boxes and talked to somebody so a little bit a little bit of a stressful morning and you know my oldest kid's moving out i've never been away from him Sounds for more like he's than ready to be on his own yeah oh he's on top of shit for sure uh yeah so i've never been away from any of my kids for longer than like you know three weeks or something if they went with their grandparents somewhere so this will be we'll see how it is come come uh saturday night when we leave his ass in tucson and we start driving back so We'll see. His he seems to be you know his brothers act like they don't care, but then they seem to be getting a little emotional the last couple of days. <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Uh, but I'm ready for him to move out. I don't like having another grown man in the house challenging my authority. So it'll be good for him to be gone mm, for self preservation. <sighs> so yeah, that's going on with me. Anything going on with you, or are we just going to talk about me? No, I'm I'm working right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so, I'm, I'm going to need some interaction. You can just say yeah and uh-huh every once in a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, so no, uh, just, I hold guess... Hold on, hold on. Just, I'm going to do it right now, and then when you edit it, you just loop them in wherever you want. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, neat. <laughs> Is that good? That work? Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, I just got back from Tucson last week. Or Tucson. Sorry, go to Tucson this weekend. I went to Texas last weekend. I drove out there because a comic, two comic shops, I uh, did an in-store at two different stop, or shops for the Doc Unknown book that came out. So uh, I drove from, I, I rented this piece of shit, uh, brand new Mitsubishi Mirage, which I don't recommend. It's, uh, it's like super base model, didn't have cruise control. What? Only has like a CD, yeah. Only has like a CD AM FM, so I couldn't plug my. I didn't have an aux cable. I couldn't plug my phone in to the to the radio. Um, it's just it, it's wacko. It's got like this light that comes on if you're just cruising and you're not like flooring it. A little like economy light comes on to let you know that you're saving gas. But it's like right where it's like right above the check engine light. So when you're driving and it's constantly flickering on and off when you're going between like 75 and 80 because there's no fucking cruise control, it's constantly like flashing. So I'm always like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then it's like nothing. It's the stupidest place for that light right there next, right in your eyes, right in your uh, line of sight is this fucking light that flashed on nonstop the whole weekend. Uh, so just a piece of shit. Uh, uh, at one point, I had to slam on brakes, and it sounded like crumpling plastic. Like it didn't. <laughs> it sounded almost like the brake. It sounded almost like the rotors were made out of plastic, and the brake pads were plastic, and they were just rubbing together. The whole car sounded like I was crinkling a water bottle. Um, it's, it's just a piece of shit. Uh, had an eight-gallon gas tank, so I had to fill up every oh three hundred miles. Oh yeah. So even though it was cheap, like every every fill up was only like fifteen dollars. Or like seventeen, eighteen dollars. It was still I had to stop every like three hundred miles, which was annoying. But oh, um, you know, and then I had to pay for like the extra insurance and shit. It was just is it, it was a disaster. It was much more than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the whole idea of this trip was like, oh, these stores are bringing me out, so 
you know, I can go go visit these stores, do a little road trip through Texas. It's not going to be anything out of pocket, and that I ended up spending a lot more money than I thought. So that was a bummer. But I uh, so my first stop was in Austin, and I stayed with my friend Rob Osborne and his family, which is always Rob's like a personal guru of mine. We stay up at night talking about self improvement and what I ha- <laughs> what, what I have not learned what I have not learned from the last time we talked. So uh, that was fun staying with Rob. He's a he's a great artist. We worked uh, a little bit in his studio. Didn't really have like a full day to sit down and work because of shit that was planned. But it was fun. I got to see him work on a project, like an illustration project he's doing, and I inked a page. So got some work done. And then uh, we went on Friday before my signing at Austin Books and Comics. We met up uh, with a high school friend of mine that lives in Austin at one of my favorite restaurants, The Whip Inn. It's a restaurant and bar in Austin. So that was cool, seeing, like, old friends. And, you know, we got to just talking about as you get older. Something Rob uh, brought up was, I was saying, as you get older, or at least as I get older, I don't make any new friends. Like, all my friends I've known since I was, like, 19. Yeah, and then he brought it to my attention, like, except for comic book friends, except for him, except for Rob, except for you and other comic book friends I have. Everyone else I know in my life that I consider a friend I met like prior to like 1996. So um, I don't know if that was a that was something I had never really put thought into, but it's true, I suppose. And uh, so that was fun. So then I went to Austin Books and Comics, which is a great uh, comic book store, obviously in Austin, Texas. And I uh, saw another friend from high school that I hadn't seen since our 10 year high school reunion. So a friend of mine swung by. I hadn't seen her since 2004. Wow. You've gone to a high school yeah. reunion? I went to my 10-year reunion. I did not go to my 20-year reunion. Um, my 10-year reunion was in Los Angeles, so me and some friends drove out for that. But, yeah, I did not go to my 20-year reunion. I have, like, a weird class, like, uh, most classes from Kubasaki High School in Okinawa, Japan, they do reunions in Las Vegas because it's normally fairly cheap from anywhere to fly into Vegas. And it's just, it's, it's a fun city and everyone has fun there. But the class officers who plan those things, you know, like they're the ones, you know, your class treasurer and vice president and shit like that. They're the people that's part of their gig is to put these reunions together, I guess. And what the fuck? And so uh, there's like a ghost in the other room. So uh, my class officers are all, relig- they, in high school, they were all like really religious and kind of like straight like straight edge a little bit. So they don't want to go to fucking Vegas now as adults. They want to do other shit. So for my 10 year reunion, we went to LA, which was fun, but a lot further drive than Vegas. And then for the 20 year reunion, they did some cruise that left out of like Florida. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to spend a thousand fucking dollars to go see people I haven't seen in 10 years as it is. So I did not do the 20 year reunion. Yeah. I thought Facebook replaced class reunions yeah kind of you don't really need i mean everyone i have like my four or five best friends from high school that i see whenever i can i don't need to wait for a reunion so yeah it's not i don't know did you go to your 10-year reunion (laughs) no no (laughs) i would ask you about your 20 but it hasn't been 20 years has it uh no no um i was the class of 2000 oh my god (laughs) Or, you okay. know, snowflakes. That's right. Yeah. Millennial snowflakes. Uh, so, yeah. So, I saw two friends from high school. 
in Austin, and then I uh, stayed with Rob, and that was fun. And we ate some tacos and hung out and shit like that. And then um, Saturday, I drove down to San Antonio, and we had an in-store appearance at a store called Gotham Underground, or no, Gotham Newsstand. Sorry, there's like a bunch of stores that have Gotham in the name, but Gotham Newsstand. Apparently, we were their first in-store ever. And it was the most bizarre, is the most bizarre thing ever. Like the, the store was in a mall, but it's not its own store in the mall. It's part of a bunch of cut, like they took a huge part of the mall and they put up like temporary, I don't know how to describe it. You know how like uh, you go to a convention and everyone has their prints on these like, these like black lattice folding things. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah. Right. So that's how the, all these stores were separated were by like eight foot tall giant like wire shapes that they made walls out of. And it was like a little maze in there. It's like a little mall within a mall. And so the whole store was only like shit, maybe eight feet by like 25 feet. It's pretty small. Uh, but the store owner, Peter, he's very enthusiastic, very nice. Got us some pizza. Uh, you know, Fabian has a, Fabian was there with me, the writer of Doc Unknown, and he has a good following in San Antonio. So people came by and it was fun. It was just weird. Like the mall downstairs from the mall had like a corset store where all they saw was, all they sold was corsets for women. And they had a banner out front that said San Antonio's favorite corset store, implying that San Antonio just has a ton of corset stores. And the one in this like dirt mall was the best. Well, it could be the only them. one, so by default they are right. Okay, like yeah, like I'm like uh, I guess by default I'm the best comic book artist that lives in my apartment complex. That's right, right, and yeah, okay, yeah, I'm the best comic book artist that has a studio in Camp Verde, Arizona. That's me. There you go. So this was the best best corset store. Uh, right next to the comic book shop was a store that sold ladies. Spanx, like undergarments, like Spanx. Is it the best Spanx store in San Antonio? Yeah, they didn't have that sign, so there must be a lot of competition. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like VA clinics and dental offices in there, which I I haven't really seen doctors' offices in malls. So it's you could tell it's like a dying mall culture where they have like back to school, like a dentist office, you know, like back to school sales on your kids' teeth and shit, and it was just all super weird. Um, and then as I showed up, all there was was like pumping music, like in a club as I'm walking to upstairs to go to the store. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And there was a stage with a, there was a kitty dance, like a toddler dance contest going on. And so there must have been like 400 people standing around the stage while this isn't in like, the shop. No, this is in the middle, in the middle of the okay. mall. So like while two, three and four year old girls in costumes dance to like modern dance music and people are taking videos or pictures they're hooting and hollering it was like super fucking loud it was just such a bizarre i mean is the most is the most ghetto mall i've ever been to in my life uh but the store was nice and the guy who runs the store was nice and he you know he sells a lot of back issues a lot of issues is he sells a lot of back issues a lot of toys a lot of statues he had a bunch of artist editions so it was good. It was fun. He had a lot of DACA knowns, so uh, we signed a bunch of those and sold sold some, and I did some sketches, and it was fun. 
and then I uh, got on the road and started the whole the main part of my trip. So really, what I was looking forward to most on the trip was hanging out with Rob and uh, doing the drive from San Antonio to El Paso along U.S. Highway 90, which goes right along the Mexican border. So it's no big no big cities, all these small towns. So that was fun. I went through like uh, I don't know, like towns that were were booming back in like the 30s and they're falling apart now. I drove through a bunch of those. Uh, Alpine, Texas, Marathon, Texas, where I spent the night in my car. Um, I'm not going to pay for a hotel. So, and then, um, I went through, uh, Marfa, Texas, which I guess is like a huge hippie art community. So that was weird. It was kind of a cool little town in Texas that reminded me of kind of where Flagstaff, where I live, like you'd see like old hippies and artists and, you know, they have a lot Lots of like young gay couples that live there that you don't see necessarily in other parts of Texas, and uh, it was pretty cool. So Marfa was nice. Uh, I didn't get a chance to drink there because they have you can't drink on Sundays in Texas until noon. It's like against the law. So I was not in Marfa. I was in Marfa earlier in the day, so I didn't get to try any bars there. I thought Texas was all about personal freedoms. No, they have really weird. I saw a chart online. They have very bizarre liquor laws, like. At certain points, you can buy beer and wine, but not hard liquor. And then at certain points, you can buy anything. And then they chain up the, you know, when you go to a Circle K and you're not supposed to buy, they have chains around the the, the doors to get into the beer and shit. Oh, it's weird. I gotcha. I don't know. They're, uh, yeah. you know. Well, it's for they, church, they, I think. They, it's, they it's, enjoy it's, all of their personal freedoms unless, you know, unless Jeebus says you can't do something and then you can't do it. Right, I think they're afraid that if you could go to a bar buy beer, people would like 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 uh, like they wouldn't go to church because they'd rather be drinking. But since they're not allowed to buy beer, oh, I might as well go to church. Nothing else to do until noon. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but uh, I did on my way through El Paso. I did Google, uh, you know, as I'm going like 70 miles down the road, I'm on my phone googling um, historic bars, historic bars in El Paso. And the first one that came up was a place called Rosa's Cantina that apparently is pretty famous. There's like an article on Huffington Post about it. But I guess a country singer named Marty Robbins wrote a song called El Paso, and it took place in Rosa's Cantina. I didn't know any of this, but when I met, when I posted a picture of myself at that bar, or when I posted a picture of my beer at that bar, a friend of mine messaged me, and she's like, Marty Robbins, Rosa's Cantina? So I guess it's, it is well known, but... So I went to Rosa's Cantina for lunch, and they have uh, all-time $1.75 Lone Stars. So that was hard to pull myself away from that. But but you managed to get back on the road anyway? I managed to, to cap myself at two lowly Lone Stars, and I got back on the road. And then I uh, stopped at a grocery store at Exit Zero of Texas and bought a 12-pack of Lone Star well, to smuggle cool. back here to Arizona. I mean the so yeah exit zero is cool yeah I mean I I, just, I was thinking about it and I was like oh I better stop because I don't I've never seen it for sale you know unless you go to like a total wine or something it's not like I can go to my grocery store and buy a six pack of Lone Star so I decided to uh, to pick some up to bring home and I, I also learned something about myself on this trip something very personal that you know really means a lot to me share it with us now it's um. And I, I put a lot of thought into it, and I really do think it's the right way for me to go in the future. 
and it's that uh, Lone Star beer is the best budget beer I've ever tasted in my life. I'm going to go ahead and make that announcement. That was a brave thing for you to say. Thank you. It's better than, it's superior in every way to like, like other $5 six packs like PBR or Rolling Rock or even like High Life and shit like that. Or even like Miller Lite or Bud Light. I mean, Rolling uh, Lone Star is superior in taste and uh, the price point can't be beat. So I'm a Lone Star guy. Um, I just can't really get it outside of Texas without searching for it. And I'm not going to put in all that work, but yeah, I love it. So that's kind of kind of my trip. I like doing those road trips and I drove pretty much from all the way from San Antonio to Flagstaff. I was only on an interstate for about three hours. So from El Paso to uh, Deming, New Mexico, I was on I-10. The rest I was on the little state highways going through small little towns. And that was great. I mean, that's, that was so peaceful not having to deal with like fucking truck drivers and just a bunch of nonsense. So I recommend I recommend that, and it really wasn't that much of that much longer of a drive. I don't think, you know, I don't think it added that much time onto my overall trip, but it added a lot of uh, less stress and fun on the trip. So, well, I'm glad you had fun. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I was as I was driving, I was like, I wonder if Scott is happy that I'm having fun. Now you know. But but now but you probably weren't as happy as you were sitting at home drawing comic book pages. I mean, nothing's better than that. Yeah, nothing's better than this. No, okay. never. Uh, uh, uh-uh. yeah. So so that was kind of it. I mean, that was my week. Yeah, nothing. I guess exciting is exciting for me. But I guess if you weren't with me, it wouldn't be overly exciting for anyone else. But I had fun. I didn't buy any souvenirs. I had this plan that I was going to document the whole trip and buy like stop at all these cool bars and buy souvenirs and i bought one pint glass at a brewery in in uh cedar park which is suburb of austin i bought a, a pint glass there and then i didn't get anything else the rest of the time and i really didn't stop in any bars the rest of the time except rose's cantina so even i can't stick to my bold plans yeah. i'm a i don't know that's just how it is but yeah it was good i almost hit like a fuckload of deer that's one problem with driving along those little two-lane highways is when you're driving in the middle of the night man i must have seen like 15 to 20 deer just like right on the shoulder of the highway as i'm going like 75 terrifying had to slam that's when i had to slam on brakes i I saw it because i almost hit a deer uh so if you're going to take that drive i recommend driving sunrise to sunset if you can Unless you want to, unless you want to hit deer, like unless you have a big fucking truck and you're you want to kill deer, then by all means. But yeah, so that was that was my week. Exciting stuff, I know. All right, so how was your uh, how's that Thai wheat beer? First of all, before you tell me about it, tell me, do you think I'm gonna like it or not? Um, I don't know that you'll like it. It's inoffensive. Yeah, I want to be offended by my beer. There, there's not. It's pretty pretty mild in taste. Right, it's pretty low, right? It's like a five point one or something. Yeah, it's a five something. one, but I mean, I I guess that's almost typical of wheat beers too. Is that they're they're not really anything. I mean, that's that's wheat, right? It's supposed to just lighten things up and make it sweeter. I think so, and, it, and it's supposed to take flavors and shit better, kind of like that lemongrass and shit like that. Yeah, so it's it's okay, it's okay. Uh, it's easy drinking if you're looking for something to sit around with in summertime. Right, it's a fine choice. But it's not like overly lemony or spicy or anything. No, it's not. It's not spicy at all. And no, it's not. It's not 
like um it's not sour it's not tart i don't know you almost get like uh whatever sweet profiles you get from from lemonade is sort of really subtly there so it's not really that different than just a regular like sam adams wheat or any other kind of you know regular wheat beer no i in a blind taste test i don't think i'd be able to pick it out okay so would you give it a two or three you think Mm, i don't dislike it so i guess i would round it up to a three just in that sense right so like if you were at the supermarket and it was on sale you might pick it up again sure you wouldn't be turned off of it right okay uh yeah so it's gonna come as a surprise to no one but i really like the utter tugger it's a smooth sweet milk stout it's it's only 5.4 percent so it's not strong at all really um drinks easy i mean when i poured it it didn't have like a huge head on it or anything um but it's it's perfectly fine again not offensive it's a good sweet stout a little bit smoother than a guinness which is typical of a milk stout so i like it and i would give it a four i think it's definitely something i would have again multiple times and i would if i saw it on tap i would choose it over other things so it's 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 good we'll just we'll leave it at that i suppose it's good um all right so real quick i also wanted to mention we haven't done this in a long time but uh i wanted to mention to to people that if they enjoy the podcast then then please go you know tell their friends about it but also go to itunes and leave us uh some feedback apparently that's important to podcasts on itunes oh yeah i hear that a lot yeah i think as far as like itunes promoting it in, in other people's feeds or recommending it um, so yeah, if you if you listen on iTunes or even if you have iTunes, but you listen on another app, uh, hop over there, leave us some feedback, but always tell your friends, um, you know, you can always, uh, message us, let us know what you're into, what you're drinking. Uh, and if you, if you have like a project coming up or even like a Kickstarter or anything, and you want to, you want to, you want us to talk about it on the show and you want to be a sponsor for a show, we could do that too. So you can email us at, uh, tigshowpod at gmail.com. Does that sound right? You don't know. Yes. Tigshowpod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's that's right. And you can also go to the website, which is tigshow.com. You can buy us, buy us around if you just want to kick us a, a couple bucks or something, or if you want to make us drink whatever your favorite beer is and we can get a hold of it, send us some money. We'll be happy to do that. And uh, thanks again for Tavour. 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 Tavour for sponsoring Tavour. us. And we'll be back. Uh, they'll be back with us next week, and maybe maybe we'll do that IPA we both have. We'll do, maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, okay. um, All right. So yeah, uh, follow Scott on Twitter at Scotty God. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Cody, and follow the show on Twitter at Tig underscore Show. And you could also send us any uh, ideas for uh, topics to talk about because that seems to be the hardest. I didn't think it would be, but it seems to be the hardest thing to do week in and week out is thinking of what to talk about. Tell us what to do. <laughs> tell us what to do maybe you could sponsor an episode and come up with the topic yeah that'd be good yeah if you sponsor the the episode and it's something we feel like we can talk for 40 to an hour 40 minutes to an hour about we'll do it there so yeah get on that shit all right man uh, i'll talk to you again next week and uh yeah get back to work all right homie all right bye Peace out.